Welcome back to Blake's Take. Hope you're all having a great day today. Welcome to the new week. Let's dive right into this week after the great holiday break, and let's get right back to work at it. Starting off, we had some great sports news today in the NFL. We had the this weekend, we had some great action all across after a wild, wild, wild season across all of the league. And after this incredible Week 17, we finally have a playoff picture, everyone. Before we dive into the large, exciting playoff pictures that we have in both the NFC and the AFC, let's get into the exciting playoff hopes of the Browns trying to make their first playoff a season, playoff appearance since 2002. 17 years since that ha- last happened for the Browns, and they had to get a win over the Steelers to get it. So let's see how this game turned out. Nick Chubb would get things going for the Browns in the first, breaking free, juking out defenders, running down the sideline, 57 yards into the end zone for the touchdown. Electric start for the Browns. In the second quarter, it would be a battle of the defenses, with each defense shutting down their opponents in the red zone, forcing them to settle for field goals. Late in the third, though, Mayfield would have some play-action rollout where he would look around and dump one off to Austin Hooper for the much-needed touchdown. The game-changing play in this game, though, came when Mason Rudolph threw an interception to MJ Stewart, who would give the Browns the chance to get a two quick back-to-back touchdowns. And that is exactly what the Browns did, with a jet sweep to Jarvis Landry to make it a two-score game going into the fourth. Yet Mason Rudolph and the Steelers weren't done. They finally got some momentum going for the Steelers with a touchdown and connection to Chase Claypool, who had a nice contested grab. With just under 90 seconds remaining in the game, Rudolph would connect with Juju Smith-Schuster on the quick slant to put the game within two points. Then, it all came down to the two-point conversion. Rudolph dropped back, and, and, airmailed Claymore. No good on the two-point conversion. Baker Mayfield iced his incredible performance and clinched the Browns' playoff, ber- playoff berth with a QB sweep on the first down. Ladies and gentlemen... It has been done. The Browns are going to the playoffs, baby. Yes. Yes, sir. Oh, my goodness. It has been a long-awaited journey. Oh, all of the pain that I've gone through watching the Browns lose and lose and lose. But they finally go to the playoffs. And only thing better than seeing the Jets win this year was making the Browns make it to the playoffs. Oh, the excitement and joy from the pla- the Browns organizations going to the playoffs, and especially Baker Mayfield. Heck, he wouldn't let go of that football after the game. Just an incredible performance by the Browns, really stepping up and getting it done against the Steelers. I'm excited to see them, what they do in these playoffs. So, uh, as far as the AFC playoff picture and the rest of the AFC, the Chiefs claim the one seed and a first-round bye, despite them not even really trying against the Chargers. They had backup quarterbacks and backup players in, so they still have the two seed and the the one seed in the first-round bye. The Bills clinch the two seed with their win over the Dolphins. The Steelers take the three seed despite their loss against the Browns. The Titans clinch the four seed with their close win over the Texans. The Ravens clinch the five seed with their blowout win against the other Ohio team in Cincinnati. And the Browns clinch the sixth seed, of course, with their win. And then with the seventh seed, last but not least, the Colts sneak in there uh, with their win against the the Jaguars, who clinch their number one overall pick in probably most likely Trevor Lawrence. 
So it looks like the AFC playoff picture is going to be a good one. Good competitive battles there. On to the NFC playoff picture where the Packers clinched the one seed in their north northern rivalry with their Bears in Chicago. Then on to the Saints where Hugley clinched the two seed with their blowout win in division rivals against the Carolina Panthers. Then the Seahawks clinched the three seed with their win over the the 49ers. Then the Washington football team clinched their division with their win. Even though they're 7-9, and nine, they still got the four seed and are going to the playoffs. So really shocking there, but they get the four seed because they won their division in the NFC least. Tom Brady and the Bucks get the five seed with their blowout win over the Falcons. And the Rams get the six seed with their backup win over the Cardinals. Devastating for Kyler Murray and the Cardinals in that game. And the Bears sneak in there in the seventh seed despite their loss to the Packers. So it looks like an incredible playoff picture that we have, both AFC and NFC. Going to be some competitive wildcard battles that we see this weekend. I'm so excited to see who moves on to the divisional round. It's going to be a great one, folks. On to the NBA, where Stephen Curry is back, everyone. Welcome back, Stephen Curry. It has happened. I've always believed that Stephen Curry is the greatest shooter of all time, but some people lost hope after his few injuries and his arm injury last year, but what what he did last night proved everyone wrong. Stephen Curry dropped a career-high 62 points with eight three-pointers while going 18 for 36 from the field. Too bad it had to be against the Trailblazers. You know, we love the Trailblazers. They're a local team. And Dame even had a nice game with 32. But that was basically half of what Steph scored. Steph can shoot from anywhere, anytime, any place. Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time. No question about it. He, His performance last night was just insanely remarkable. He just does things that no one else can do in the aspect of shooting. His pick and roll are just insane. And his just spot-up shooting from anywhere is possible. And it's just ridiculous how people say he's struggling during this time. This is the stats for people say he's struggling. He's averaging 32 points per game, 45% from the field, and 36% from three range. Not to mention, he's going 98% from free throws. Are you ridiculous? That's saying he's struggling, everyone. This is outrageous. I can't believe how good Stephen Curry is. And this is man has just been unlike anyone else to touch a basketball. And to add on top of his incredible things that he's already done, if you're not sure that he's the greatest shooter of all time yet, this thing on top of his 60.2 point for performance will show you how he's good next. A few days ago, Stephen Curry in practice was just shooting around and picked up the basketball, made 105 threes in a row. 105. You heard me right. 105 threes in a row. No one else can do that on the planet. Don't get started with me. Stephen Curry, greatest shooter of all time. End of story. So great action in the NBA and Stephen Curry. On to local sports. We had some great local college football action in our last college football season. College football game of the season as far as local goes. With the Oregon Ducks facing off against the top number 10 ranked Cyclones or Iowa State Cyclones. The Cyclones got things going on the opening drive with Brees Hall walking through the biggest running hole in the into the end zone for the touchdown. 
the Ducks would come back, though, on the opposing drive with Anthony Brown, who would have a little shuffle shuffle and then cut up to tie things up seven apiece. Brock Purdy knocked off the second with uh, knocked things off in the second for the Cyclones with a blown coverage to a wide open Charlie Kohler in the end zone for the touchdown. Yet the Cyclones still couldn't seem to stop Anthony Brown in the run game, which gave up another touchdown to the elusive, elusive Duck QB. Purdy came back with a read option of his own to take back the Cyclones' lead. With less than two minutes remaining in the half, the Cyclones would send Brees Hall through the hole again for the touchdown. In the second half, it would just be slow and boring besides a two couple of Cyclone field goals, so the Ducks wouldn't get anything going. So the Ducks, unfortunately, can't cop off, cap off their incredible, exciting season, despite they lost to the Beavers, though. But their overall exciting season, Pac-12 championship, but they can't cap it off with a bull win. So we'll see how the Ducks improve this offseason. I know their recruiting was incredible this offseason, acquiring many top prospects. Local prospect Keith Brown from Lebanon, shout out to him. He'll be committing to Oregon and attending there next year. And so we'll see how the Ducks come back next year, hoping to cap off their third P- third straight Pac-12 championship and maybe even a college football playoff appearance if they can make it there. So we'll see how it turns out for the Ducks, and we'll see how the Bees improve also this offseason. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of Blake's Take. I appreciate you all who support on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and or YouTube. Coming at you with more sports news tomorrow. Have a great rest of your night.